This week, we're taking you through southern New Mexico to a few of our favorite places. White Sands National Park, City of Rocks State Park, Silver City, Cloudcroft, and more. This is RV Miles. This winter, L.L. Bean wants to help you get outfitted for all that's out there with tips and advice for heading outdoors and exploring all the possibilities of the season. The best way to make your time outside comfortable in winter is to learn how to layer properly. That's as easy as one, two, three. First, pick a base layer that keeps your skin dry and wicks moisture. Second, add an insulating middle layer that keeps heat in. Third, cover it all with a water and wind resistant outer layer that keeps the winter weather out. For more fun ideas, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com guide. Welcome to episode 256 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. <coughs> you won't wait for me to say my name? <laughs> We've been off for two weeks. This is what happens. And I'm Abby, and we are two full-time travelers who have been on the road since 2016, crisscrossing North America with our three boys. Here at RV Miles, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from travel destinations, industry news, our national parks, and so much more. We are, as I said in the intro there, we are just finishing up traveling through southern New Mexico, which is one of our, we've said this many times, New Mexico is one of our favorite states in the nation, and there's so much to joy, enjoy in the uh, southern half. And we've just left New Mexico, so we're now in Tucson, Arizona for a bit. Really sunny, really warm Tucson, Arizona, <laughs> where today it's literally maybe 50 degrees and cloudy and rainy and feels like the very first actual fall day we've had yeah. since fall started. Well, we, we had a few over in City Rocks, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Yeah, but that still had, I think, this just, I don't know, this just has the, I want to curl up in a blanket yeah. and binge watch Great British Baking Show all over it yeah, You're just saying that because that's what you did today. Uh, uh, oh, <laughs> you mean the 15 minutes I got to watch it before people needed to start their out-school classes? Yes. If that's what binge watching means in my life, I got 15 minutes. Uh, well, we are glad to be back. We had a, a great time in southern New Mexico. We spent most of it. Uh, not necessarily boondocking, but dry camping in state parks. Uh, so I'm excited to share with you what all we did. Uh, but first, before we get to that, uh, here's some news out of Shenandoah National Park. So this is from Outside Magazine. Officials at Shenandoah National Park have created a new text alert system that could help campers find unoccupied campsites. Park users can join a text message-based channel called ShenCamp, uh, and officials will send out text updates on available campsites in the park's five campgrounds. The alerts will either say plenty or full, and they'll go out on weekends in the afternoon. Uh, basically, so locals or people in the area that are looking for a last minute, first come, first serve campsite can find one. And I love this. What's, what's great about the National Park Service system is uh, that all the parks do operate fairly independently. So when parks try stuff like this out, right? and it works, then another park might pick it up. And that saves us from having issues where, oh, somebody decides we're gonna do the same thing at all parks mm -hmm. and, and try it out and it's a disaster. Uh, but if it works, you know, then we can have imp improvements at some of the different uh, parks in the country. So I think this is a, a good idea because there's a problem that exists. Uh, Recreation.gov is really a, a great place to reserve a campsite for a national park. It, it is become so good mm -hmm. now it is very up to the minute um so when you see a campsite available you can book it for that night it used to be they locked it down like two days in advance yeah 48 to 24 yeah and if you didn't get access to that campsite then you would have to like go and hope that one was there or you'd have to talk yeah. to someone at the check-in station yeah. or yeah. which they're the flip side to all of what you're just saying is that there is no one to talk to yeah. anymore, which can There's get less a, of that. Yeah. a little, I mean, yeah. obviously we talked about that on the last episode at Cochiti, like that entire confusion about what was going yeah. on there against what recreation.gov was saying. And then what the very few camp hosts they had. Actually I, knew. Say, 
I'm fine with that. I love being, if you, if you get it right and you tell me, just go to your campsite. Oh, that's, that's great. You know? I love all of that. I just, I think that when you take all human yeah. contact out of it and it just well, becomes about an online system, that's when things like what happened to us, where it was like, get out or stay, yeah. get out or stay. And it didn't just happen to us. Like we also heard from several other people who were there that they also encountered the, do we go, do yeah. we stay? When really it was just about Juniper. Yeah. But there well, was a breakdown there. I think a lot of these places, they, there still are people there. And what is great about what has happened to recreation.gov over the last few years too, is that the the campgrounds in the federal system are they're operating on recreation.gov. It's not this separate thing mm -hmm. that you go to to book online and then they have a separate system. So when you go to the ranger station or whatever it is, they can make changes right there within the system yeah. and it's not two separate things. Um, so they can see, you know, what is available is not. They can see who's no showing. And uh, we're seeing a lot more of like, rules about no showing you you can lose your site and uh i think for them to have a system where they can sort of send out texts especially to locals because this is one thing that i i there is a there is a big balance uh differential between travelers like us mm -hmm. who are going into areas uh to visit and and um and tour and locals who just want to sort of go out and camp on the weekends at their federal recreation sites or yeah. their state recreation sites. And, uh, you know, for those people, it used to be you didn't have to worry so much about making reservations. You sort of just went and you could camp. And now this sort of might help bring that back while still allowing for the fact that these campsites are still booked very, very heavily. Yeah, it's nothing new. I mean, in the sense I, you know, when we were uh, Texas state parks have been doing this for a really long time, because when we were there for the great Texas storm of 2021, I was on a contact list for a bunch of state parks that I was looking for availability. They would text me if something opened. So there's been that level, but it's not been, I, I think, um, as widely popular and i like the idea of the national parks kind of leading the way maybe a little bit more and this will encourage more state parks do you find it interesting that it's shenandoah that's doing this i mean i don't know much about yeah. camping in shenandoah well but they have five campgrounds and they range between first come first serve and um reservable and i think that's part of where this yeah. comes from because they're trying to still keep some first because they're trying to still keep some first come first serve there. I'm just surprised and, it's not somewhere like a Yellowstone, well, Yellowstone or a Yosemite. Yellowstone doesn't need to do this because Yellowstone has completely gotten rid of first come first serve. So oh, I what's the, what's available on recreation.gov is what's there now. I thought the one as you come into West Yellowstone not was not anymore. None okay. of them. They're well, all... Yosemite is definitely still yeah. reservable because I have a date on the calendar that I've got to be on in order to attempt to get something. Yeah, yeah, and you're but you're going to be reserving that, right? Right. But it, it's a, it's uh, there's a certain date that you ha that it has to happen. It's on. very confusing, but yes. What I hate is that that is that there are so many differences in parks in in the date that you yeah uh, have to book by. Some of them open up the whole. Uh, year on January 1st. Some of them, it's a rolling six-month window. Some of them, it's a six-week window. Six months at the first of every month. Let's just like, make it the same across the system yeah, so we just, all know and can get used to something. Yeah, and that not one great. of these things like, it's the 15th, but for only seven weeks and yeah. five days from now. And so you're going to need to count backwards. Yeah, and, and can you just then, book your... Like, so like, <laughs> and we, then we're going to have it start at... Uh, 3 a.m. Eastern. <laughs> and then can you just Pacific. book one day then? Or do, can you book your whole trip? Like it's, it's, so, and it's different depending it, yeah, on. So. It's so confusing. Yeah. So if I luck out and I can get us into Yosemite, it's a big if. But I am try I'm like literally practicing what I need to do now in order to make it happen. All right. Well, we, uh, we're going to be <laughs> booking a lot of uh cool California and Pacific Northwest stuff uh, coming up that's involving a lot of that sort of putting windows on calendars. And we're going to be sharing with you a lot more about that in the future. Some exciting stuff to come. 
Yeah, I think, you know, we always do this at the end of every year as we get closer into welcoming that new year. We kind of talk about what we have coming for the following year. So towards the end of December, we will be able to really talk about 2023. And I I think I feel confident in saying that if everything lays out the way we believe it will, 2023 is probably going to be the most game-changing year for RV Miles. As long as there's no pandemic, there's no brain surgery, <laughs> oh, stop it. There, there's no transmission failures. There's no... <laughs> well, are you saying you want to get a bus again? Is that... <laughs> Is that I, no. That's not where I thought we were going next year. But. All right. We got a lot to cover in southern New Mexico, so we're going to take a break. And when we come back, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> we'll be right back. Chances are you've seen them on the road. That's because Blue Ox designs and manufactures the best towing products in the industry. Just look around. You'll find them on highways and campgrounds and anywhere you find people traveling in the great outdoors. Award-winning tow bars, base plates, and brakes. A full line of weight distributing hitches. Adjustable ball mounts and a new line of fifth wheel hitches. With Blue Ox, towing doesn't have to be a drag. To learn more about how Blue Ox can make your travel adventures even more stress-free, visit BlueOx.com. On every road trip, there are those moments you wish could last forever. Your kids running into the ocean for the first time, your friends belting out a song together in the car. You wish they'd never end, and yet they do. But you know what doesn't? Your RoadPass Pro price. We've been telling you about RoadPass Pro membership for a long time with premium access to the Togo app, to Campendium, to OvernightRVParking.com and RVillage. The price has been $49.99 a year, but that price is going up at the beginning of next year. But you can lock $49.99 in forever if you sign up now and you get $10 off with the code RVMILES10X. Don't wait on your RoadPass Pro membership. Plan your long trips on road trippers. Use the Togo app to make checklists. Use OvernightRVParking.com to find all of those quick overnights for free. It's such a great deal. Visit RoadPass.com pro to find out all the features. And remember to use the code RVMILES10X to sign up right away and lock in $49.99 before the price goes up next year. All right, we are back, and it is time to talk about southern New Mexico. And uh, this is was such a wonderful thing for us. We talked about this on the last episode, being back in New Mexico and going to some of these places because we spent our first winter on the road in New Mexico, hopping around New Mexico state parks, really. And uh, they have fantastic state parks, and it is such a it's a biodiverse state, I guess mm -hmm. I'll put it. There's, you know, you've got the desert, you've got mountains, you've got waterfalls, uh, all sorts of stuff. And there are so many different things you can do. So we started our travels in this part of the state in Alamogordo. Mm -hmm. And Alamogordo is a cool place uh, by White Sands National Park and the White Sands Missile Range where the atomic bomb was tested and developed. And uh, all there's so there's all sorts of like... Uh, military and space history stuff going on there. Uh, but we really love this area. White Sands is one of our kids' favorite national parks, if not their favorite. It's our favorite. One of our favorites, I should say, too. Like, so, I think we all really enjoy it. Yeah, it's it's just a blast because you can just, uh, you can just do what you want. You just go off. There's no trails. You just, there are trails. But you just walk out into the dunes and you sled on them and you can have dogs. And there's just so much that you can uh, feel free about at White Sands. But let's start, though, with talking about where we stayed at Oliver Lee State Park. Now, we stayed here last time we were here, but we did not stay in the no hookup sites like we did this time. And... Uh, I don't know. It was, I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I would say that it's Oliver Lee is a fantastic place to do a no hookups. If you are wanting to kind of experience what it's like to boondock, but you'd still like to maybe just test it out with having a bathhouse and some of the creature comforts that come with being in a state park. Water fill, a dump station. Exactly. This is the kind of no hookup you should start off with. Look for a state park that offers that kind of campsite and then still have access to some of these, you know, amenities. And so Oliver Lee is just I 
think it's such a really well laid out park. They've done such a nice job of creating these beautiful giant sites, especially in the in the no hookup area, and kind of making you feel like you have your own little space. And I mean, you have the backdrop of the Lincoln National Forest and the gorge, the mountains are stunning. And it's all, you just feel so far removed. You know, it's four miles in off of the highway to get to Oliver Lee, which is, you know, a bit of a distance for state parks, really, when you're coming off of the highway. And so you don't hear traffic. It is so quiet. Gorgeous sunsets, gorgeous sunrises. Um, you, you, your sites are a lot of them are tiered they're landscaped they have big boulders and 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 you often really can't see your neighbors very mm-hmm. much it, it's it's dark it's a great yes. park for doing night sky viewing now we were there back in 2018 as jason said and we stayed over in a water and electric site they do have several of those in the park as well they're a little bit harder to book than the no hookup sites obviously especially uh i think on shoulder seasons when it can get pretty cold at night and it did dip down close to freezing a few nights while we were there but the difference between us being there in 2018 and being there in 2022 were a couple of things and most notably for me was the lack of the visitor center really ever being open uh they do have camp hosts but we did not have to check in with anyone. We did not, you know, have to do any kind of registration. Um, everything was waiting for us when we arrived at our campsite. And then the visitor center and also the tour that they give of Oliver Lee's ranch was not available as well. I, I, I didn't tell you this, but they did do the tour. <laughs> they they I'm came sorry, what? well you were gone for that day okay so uh-huh. they, they came by uh, a camp host came around to all the sites and we we're like we're gonna have the tour at 10 a.m on friday if y'all want to come meet at the visitor center um and they didn't do that uh, they did do that so so um, they told you before friday uh and then I think they you told, let me I run think, off to the grocery store on Friday and didn't tell me about no, old timey tour. I, I'm, I'm I'm making up Friday and ten a.m. I don't up? I don't know if the dates were right or whatever. I'm just that was just a placeholder there. But you were you were doing something. So if you go with someone and they're given information about these tours, you might get to do it. But they would have to want to share that information with you. They might find sending you off to the grocery store a more valuable or maybe the laundromat where you spent four hours. They might find that more valuable. It was very last minute that they told you. I think you were already gone. I think they already said that morning. And was that afternoon or something? Washing your underwear. Great. Okay. (sighs) Anyway. (laughs) So they... We'll have sporadic tours. Let's leave it at that. There's, There's a, a there. Yes. And there are other things to do there. There's a wonderful hike up into Dog Canyon, mm-hmm. a difficult hike. Uh, Abby it. did a, a good portion of it, but it's it's like f- almost um, five miles up a mountain and then and then back down if you want to come back because it's not a loop. No, it's an out and back. And we had discussed because there is access to the summit. Uh, you can drive up to the summit and go through the forest and drive up. So we did discuss um, doing that as an option where you could drive up there. And if you had either people who wanted to hike up, they could be met up there if they couldn't do the full uh, 11 or 12 miles round trip. Or you could have someone drop you off up at the top and then do the rest of the hike down. This is one of the things I love about Oliver Lee, City of Rocks, places, state parks in general, is that often you can access hiking trails in the park, yeah. giving you that opportunity to go out and hike without having to leave the campground. And this is certainly one of those that if you have the time and you have the endurance, because it really is uh, a very steep upward climb. Uh, and I would say that the trail, you can tell the difference between when you cross from the state park into the national forest. Uh, and thankfully, it's not very long until you cross into the national forest because the state park trail is not nearly as well cared for. And so it can be a little precarious when you're climbing up and you have a lot of loose rocks. But I absolutely highly recommend this trail, even if you only do, I think, we did a total of maybe uh, a mile and a half in 
and a mile and a half back. And it, that was still worth it. All right. We have so much to cover. So uh, we need to move on. But before we do, I want to mention quick, though, the the pricing of New Mexico state parks, super affordable. The no hookup sites are $10 a night for $10 the, for the no a hookup night, sites. $14 for a water electric. For a electric. water electric. And if you get the, uh, the New Mexico state parks pass, uh, which is an annual pass that anyone can get. I think it's $220. It's less for residents of New Mexico. The new, the no hookup sites are free then. Okay, so next on the list is White Sands National Park. And White Sands, as we talked in the beginning here, is is one of our favorite places on Earth. And what's so unique and cool about it is it's just these big sand dunes that are in a place where uh, they're surrounded by totally different landscapes they're surrounded by mountains <laughs> yeah, and it's pretty cool and, and they're they're gypsum sand which is actually not sand at all it's gypsum and it is a sort of a different feel and texture it's very powdery and it is uh cool to your to touch on your feet and you can sled on it and uh we did and we had a blast doing that but we did what we often do what we love doing is we brought in a big picnic with the Blackstone Griddle and everything and, and really cooked up a big dinner uh, traveling into the park in, in for an evening. Uh, we actually went for two evenings and saw the sunset and got to sort of uh, see the, the, the dunes sort of in that golden hour, which is just amazing. And, uh, and the kids just have a blast sledding and you don't have to worry about them. We, we set up chairs and watch the sunset and let them go sled. I mean, we had a blast sledding. We had a blast sledding, I, yeah. It was yeah. all around a really good time. It's just a park that brings out kind of the kid in you. Uh, if we can just talk briefly about the sleds. Yes. Um, if yes. I could- if, so, I, if I could make a suggestion, um, buy them elsewhere. Buy them at Walmart if you can in Alamogordo. <laughs> or, the, or if you're staying at a campground, see if like uh, share them with other people. See if they go to the desk at mm-hmm. the campground. See if they have because a lot of the campgrounds in the area actually just provide them for you or they sell them because just, you buy them at the visitor center. They are $19.99 for the used ones, mm-hmm. or I think it's $26 for news ones, new ones. And the only thing that works is saucers. So you want to have saucers, right? Right. And you want to wax them with wax. And they sell the, the wax is cheap in the visitor center. It's like $1.50. But um, you, so then you can return the used one and get a, you, and you, you used to get cash back, yes. uh, a, a, you know, and you used to get a decent amount of cash back. So now you get $5 back. Oh, I was under the impression now it's just store credit. It is. That's where I was going with that. Oh, so it's $5 okay. store credit that you get back. So the new, new sled's $25. You can't used even one, buy a Subway footlong used for $5 one is $20. Well, it, you can't buy a Subway footlong because there's no Subway in the visitor center. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, well, what is and, $5 anymore? And the other anymore? thing is, like, if you return it, like, you have to return it before the visitor center closes at 5 o'clock, too. Yes. Uh, which is really unfortunate because you want to be able to stay into the evening. So uh, that's a lot of money for a bunch of sleds for people, right? There was nine of us and we, we got six sleds, I think. And, you know, it ends up being over $100. And then we go to make a special trip to return them. And it ends up being $5 per sled store credit. And then they're going to then go resell those sleds again for $20. And, and uh, we're not complaining about the National Park Service here, so let's just get that out yeah, there because this is a dumb. private gift shop that is separate. Um, so it's not like it's money going to the parks, right? So uh, we <laughs> air quotes. Uh, get your sleds elsewhere if you can, but but do get saucers. Yeah, you um, know, and another, do wax them. Another good place to look might be also on like Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, you might find some yeah. people selling sleds there as well. Had and- we known that it was going to be store credit? We would have just left the sleds at Oliver Lee for somebody else to grab, yeah, you know, hundred uh, percent, or just hand them over to somebody have... else in the visitor center. <laughs> we should have literally stood in front of the counter as someone was walking up yeah. to buy a sled and said, "Here, save yourself twenty six dollars. They certainly don't need it here. <laughs> Take our sleds. Uh, this Go have is, fun. I, I, this is a place you can't see sunrise there." Uh, sunrise is a, such a great photography time, but the park isn't open at sunrise. Uh, so sunset is 
is just wonderful and it is very much worth it wear sunblock even if it's cold because that sun bounces right off that sand uh, but it is so amazing to see the sunset at white sands national park Absolutely. And once you do that, there's a few other things you can do around the area to pass the time as well. And one of them is to go and see the world's largest pistachio. Yes, this is at McGinn's Pistachio Land. Uh, and they... Where to start? <laughs> we, we've driven by it many times and never stopped there. But the person that cut my hair in... Um, in uh, uh, Albuquerque? Albuquerque. Yes. The woman that cut my hair in Albuquerque was like, no, no, no. You have to stop at Pistachio Land uh, because, well, she said they have really good wine tastings. We didn't do the wine I didn't, tasting. Because I just, we didn't have it, time for it. And we were going to a brewery. So, Well, I looked over it and I mean. She said it was wonderful. Well, but, it was all sweet wines. Like yeah, really sure. sweet wines. And we're just not like sweet wine drinkers. And so. I'm not really a pistachio person either. There weren't However, any pistachio wines. So I don't know. Listen, <laughs> they had wine no, slushies. No, but, but I, I don't know what to tell you. But I, I'm, I'm talking about the actual pistachio part of it. Like, so you oh, can, well, the world's I'm largest pistachio, you. you can take a photo there or whatever. But no, I loved the pistachios oh, because so they have samples of like 40 different flavors of pistachios. You get, they give you the little <laughs> cups and you go to the machine, you turn it yourself and you get to sample everything. <laughs> and there's <laughs> like, he's coming up to me and he's like, try this one. Have you tried this, this one? Oh, Abby, they got the, samples. The dill pickle one was amazing. <laughs> I was I was like, yeah, I see and they have samples, babe. This looks great. They <laughs> have uh, an ice cream stand, and then you can get on mm -hmm. a, a little trolley thing and do tours of the the that, actual orchard as well. That seemed a little expensive. If uh, I, I thought it was honest. free. No, honey, it was. I think ten or fifteen dollars an adult. And then well, a that's little the bit, problem. See, it's things bit, like that. Yeah. I, you know, what the I mean, it would have been over fifty dollars for our whole family <sighs> to go on a tour. That's the issue for a family of five. Land. Is you know, when you're a couple traveling to a place like that, you're like, oh, well, it's going to cost us twenty five bucks for the tourist two of us to do this. Not not so. I probably still would have like side eyed that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, Pistachio Land was was very very much yes. worth a stop. We highly recommend the uh, was it the lemon lime? We bought a bag of the lemon lime pistachios and then the pistachio brittle. The oh, the brittle was so good. The brittle didn't last twenty four yeah. hours. I yeah. mean, it was so good. Uh, also, you can get the uh, the pinion coffee there. Oh, uh, yes, which, which is we're drinking right now. in different places, but that's what's in our, mm -hmm. our mugs right here. Right yes, now. we have it's the Adobe good. Morning, and uh, it's very delicious. I will say that it's a little expensive there. I was able to find you it. You can get it at the grocery store. Yeah, slightly yeah. cheaper at uh, like a natural grocer's type place in Silver City. Um, but if you can get a hold of this coffee, especially if you're going to be in Albuquerque because that's where they're based, uh, it's worth picking it up for sure. We then made our way up towards Cloudcroft. So Cloudcroft is a mountain town. So uh, the town of Alamogordo is, is sort of surrounded by mountains. And Cloudcroft is up in them, um, quite quite high. And so which, it all. That, that's one of the cool things about New Mexico is that in any of these big areas like Alamogordo or Albuquerque or Santa Fe, if, if it's hot, you can go up into the mountains. Or if you like snow... You can go up into the mountains and there's just a huge temperature difference between those two places. So we made our way up to Cloudcroft and on the way to Cloudcroft is the old apple barn. And we went here last time uh, and it was just as enjoyable this time. Very a, indulgent this time. It's, it's, it's a place where you can get lots of sweets like apple pie and cider and they have lots of kitschy gifts and, and all that sort of stuff. But this was sort of a a dessert stop for us. Yeah. So they have, I think kind of what they consider a signature thing. There is uh, their slushies and you can get a cherry and cider mixed uh, slushy, cherry cider, apple cider mixed slushy, which is kind of, I think their thing. Also um, they had some amazing looking pecan pie and I ended up getting um an apple pie or an apple crisp yeah, a la mode, which is what I had as well, right? Which was yeah. just so good. And it's really kitschy in there. They have, you know, sort of the five and dime type toys and you can get taffy and they have souvenirs and 
Christmas was out when we were there. Um, so, you know, it's a really fun little stop. And they do have a restaurant, um, which they really wanted us to go to, like, real bad. Uh, just a few doors down where you can get burgers, bison burgers, if yeah. that's your thing. Um, now, this is not a place that you're going to fit in an RV. Even, like, a larger, like, Class B Plus, don't, don't even come take at it. it there. As a matter of fact, the drive up into Cloudcroft, it's it's mountainy and windy. Um uh, I would take I would take an, uh, mm-hmm. a midsize RV over it. Um, I but, mean, we know people who have. But there's nowhere to stop with an RV really in Cloudcroft unless you're going to a campground or something like that. So it's 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 worth it to sort of drive separately up there. You can, by the way, park an RV at Pistachio Land. Um, yes, you can. Uh, so we we did the old Apple Barn. It was uh, it was nice, indulgent treats, and the kids got some little toys. Henry got a a pro yo-yo that he is obsessed with. He's very good Um, at it. And then we made our way up towards Cloudcroft. I'd say that old Apple Barn is about two thirds of the Mm -hmm. way up. And we stopped at the, uh, the Mexican Canyon trestle, which is a, uh, a railroad trestle, like a curved railroad trestle that gives you sort of just some beautiful views uh, when they used to run, railroads on these really dangerous routes they actually they were actually for logging uh to make railroad ties for other railroads (laughs) and then they thought look we have this we can use it it's so popular we can make more money what's amazing so this is just a roadside stop on your way up but what's amazing is you're just miles and miles away from alvo gordo now you're way up in the in uh elevation but you can see white sands national park out there in the distance and that was really really neat yeah continuing on our way up into cloudcroft right outside the city limits we did a trail. We did the OSHA trail. Yeah, we were really busy uh, this day. We, we were. I mean, we spent maybe, well, it was almost three miles. It was uh-huh. 2.7 mile loop, I think. Uh, a trail going through woods, uh, which I think is kind of cool if you haven't been in the woods in a while and you're in the Southwest and yeah. there's not a lot of trees. Uh, going through the woods and getting some more of those beautiful views, seeing the big valley and and all that, but really getting to sort of walk the edge of some steep hills and through through big trees and stuff. Now, a word about this trail, because it can be a little deceptive. Get that all trails map out. <laughs> Get the all trails map out, because there are several trails that interconnect with one another through this area. But what can be deceptive about it, actually, is that when you show up, it's a very popular trail. When you show up, you're going to see a lot of cars, potentially in the parking lot, especially on a weekend. And you're going to see families with kids of all ages. And as we pulled in, I thought, oh, Okay, cool. Look, there's young, yeah. young children, they, preschoolers. They're not doing the whole trail. And I was like, okay, because <laughs> it, it is listed, I believe, as a moderate. And I thought, oh, okay, well, you know, we all, I guess, interpret moderate differently. Um, this is great. Well, as we got on the trail, um, we got to an overlook that's not far off the trail. And at that overlook, you can see the trestle, you can see white sands. It's very beautiful. And then I noticed everyone was turning around and walking back to their cars. And I was like, oh, wait, these people aren't doing this full hike. <laughs> now, that These said, children aren't doing this full hike. That said, we're here, we, we're with the family that we've been traveling yep. with, and they have a six-year-old daughter, and she did the whole thing she did the like whole a thing. champ. Um, lots of running ahead of us. Uh, but the mistake, <laughs> I think, the mistake I think we made is they, uh, they brought their chihuahua with, who's ancient, and no, he's, he's only five. I no, wish you guys would stop. No, he's not. And, and dogs so, and so dogs are allowed on the trail. Allowed, but they're he had to be carried the, the whole way because obviously um, it was a lot longer than we thought it was. Yes, and it's very rocky, <laughs> and it it goes up and it goes down. <laughs> and when you come, because it's a loop, so just a tip: if you do this trail, when you come to the fork in the road, you can go left or you can go right, and it's going to loop around and it's going to bring you back to this spot you are standing in. Do not go left like we did. Go right. Because if you go left, by the time you are exhausted and the children with you are exhausted to the point where they're like, just leave me here, you will be faced with this very steep climb upwards. At the end. <laughs> At the end. Yeah. And I mean, you're doing it regardless, you're but doing you're regardless. doing it over more time going the if other way. If you do it when you're fresh, 
and yeah. you're going down, yeah. maybe it doesn't feel as awful. Yeah. When you have been on this trail for a considerable amount of time with people of all varying ages and an ancient five-year-old chihuahua, then you think, what am I, what am I doing? <laughs> this is, we should have gone right. We shouldn't have gone left. So when you get to the fork of the road, just go right and don't do as we did. Uh, but the trail itself, um, yes, it's got some climbing. It, it's longer, but all of the we all did it, and we had such a great time, and it was really beautiful. I mean, the difference between being down in Alamogordo and then going up to Cloudcroft on this particular day was a twenty degree difference. Yeah. So it was seventy something down in Alamogordo, and by the time we got up to Cloudcroft, it was in the fifties, and it only continued to get colder as the day went on. But it is really such a gem to be able to go up there and there's several trails in the area so you know you can find something that's a little bit easier but it's such a treat to be able to just go up there and have that shift in landscape and then come down to white sands yeah. and have i mean it's really people in new mexico a couple of people like in and around Al, like when we were in albuquerque and santa fe were like oh alamogordo how boring and i was like i love alamogordo what are you talking about i mean maybe from a living perspective but you know we failed to mention i have to go back for just a second about oliver lee how we were rattled several times by the missiles oh yeah that were being tested yeah yeah that that's was the thing wild. to know about white sands too is that the road to White Sands will close for an hour at a time yes. while they do some missile testing in the area. So you have to, you can go on their website and you can see when closures are going to take place. Yeah. But I mean, that's a, like 30 miles away, 20 miles away, mm -hmm. something like that. Uh, probably more to the missile range. And one of those goes off and we, uh, stuff was shaking in here. Yeah. And that's what's, we were, the last time we were here back in 2018, it was spring. And we did not encounter that. So I don't know if this is a seasonal thing, certain time of year they're testing these out, or if we just happened to be there while they had some stuff yeah. they needed to get done and fire off a few things. It's totally wild to be in your RV and kind of feel it like start to rattle <laughs> a little. It's a little unnerving. So just to be aware of, if you're staying at Oliver Lee or in that area, back to Cloudcroft though, let's wrap it up by talking about the brewery. So we, we ate at Cloudcroft Brewing Company, and uh, let me just say off the bat, Whoa. this is not a place I would ever eat again without reservations. Well, <laughs> we've also learned our lesson that, especially when we go out with our friends, that turns us into a party of nine, not ten, as we keep trying to say. And if we don't have reservations anymore, we're waiting for a very long time. Well, and the problem is lots of places <laughs> say they don't take reservations and, uh, right. you know, and they're like, but you can, you come and you'll be fine. And then you get there and they're like, oh, it's going to be a three hour wait. So I don't know if and, we're just naive or we don't get what's <sighs> happening in the world, but I thought it's, yes, well, it there, was there Saturday. Was, there was a backup though, because they also, uh, they have an outdoor area where you can sit and eat and just get yes. takeout from their bar and take it outside that was a mess. And, and eat it. So we thought, okay, that's going to be fine. And, and that's, they allowed dogs sort of in that outside area anyway. So that was all uh, a, a good idea for us. But the problem was just ordering from the bar took forever. Not, I'm not, not the time to make the food, just getting to the bar to order something, just to order a drink, to order the food, to pick up the food. I waited in line. I'm not kidding. I waited in line for 20 minutes to pick up the food that was already done. And we, I feel, are pretty understanding and yeah. pretty, pretty chill about, you know, we are so thankful for servers and these essential workers who allow us to go and have these nice, chill dinners. I mean, you know, it's... <laughs> But it was this a great place. Was... I, I just, I just would only eat there with a reservation, and even if I was a party this of two, was... I would not show up without a reservation at at this place uh, on a busy night. Well, here's so this is I was saying about maybe we're just naive and we don't get it. So we had knowing that we were a large party, we thought, okay, we're gonna get there before the dinner hour. Like we showed up, I think about four thirty, five o'clock. We thought we're gonna get there on the early side because we know we're a large party yeah. and also they were having music that night and it's a Saturday night. But I'm thinking 
<laughs> it's Cloudcroft in October. Like what? You know, we're going to just waltz right in. No, it's packed. That place was packed at five o'clock. They were telling me it was going to be a three hour wait. And we've run into three hour wait uh, suggestions many times recently. Yeah. So I. I... This was not, though, the case of uh, lack of staff. The place was packed. Like it. It was yeah. just packed. And it was packed with a lot of large parties, too. So, you know, f- you know, on us for thinking we were the only people visiting the area. Like, how yeah. silly yeah. is that? Like, no I, one else you is You know, we're there. just... It, a, we're a large party. But B, you, you, if there were five... There were parties of five showing up that they were telling them three and a half hours to. Yeah. So... They're just busy. B, it, this is just a world we're living in now uh, where reservations are just making things easier and if you're not a reservation person i get it but it just makes things easier as a matter of fact i just made our thanksgiving uh, reservation the other night because we are not cooking pretty late (laughs) yeah we're not cooking this year so spoiler alert all right let's wrap up here this section about new mexico though uh at city of rocks Mm -hmm. so we left alamogordo and made our way to City of Rocks State Park, which is in Faywood, New Mexico. Faywood, New Mexico. Not really much of a town. No. Uh, but it's it's north of Deming and south of Silver City. They're t- sort of the two big towns near it. Uh, both uh, maybe a half hour to 45 minutes either way to each one. City of Rocks is so cool because it's just giant valley with some smaller mountain peaks surrounding it. You can't see anything else for miles because you're in this valley. And there are these crazy rock formations, these volcanic rock formations. And last time we were here, we didn't get to do much camping in the rocks. We stayed in the electric sites, right. which are all kind of in a row, like a- Still very uh, nice. They're but... still nice. Uh, but you're next to your neighbor and you're sort of like, you know, like a RV park in a row. The no hookup sites are literally within the rocks. So you actually get to pull your RV up into them and camp in them. Oh, now, this was a problem because... I was going to say, do we, have a, do we have a word to the wise so coming? We're 43 <laughs> feet uh, and we were able to make our site work pretty well. We had just uh, an amazing site. It was gorgeous. Our friends are a little bit shorter than us. Yeah, they're their, 36. Their site was listed as the same size as ours mm-hmm. maybe even bigger they could not get into their site no, if it, they if they would have had to back up uh their they would have had to go backwards like a like a quarter mile <laughs> up a road so and even up there the the possibility of them getting level would have been absurd so yeah. i highly suggest if you're going to do this in a larger rv really like dig through reviews on all the review websites, find people that stayed in that exact site yeah, so and find out if they had, could fit a big rig in it. We were site six. So we'll throw that out right now. Good site. The great site. They were at site. They were trying to get into either site four or five, either one. No bueno. If you are, I would say 30 feet or above, uh, maybe even 25 or above. I mean, just the backing up and the steepness of having to back up into that and then try just it's to get just level weird. it's just weird because it, we had a hard time um actually getting level in site six yeah and we ended up having to hook up again yeah definitely bring your leveling blocks yes and uh, but we did not like the way it looked and decided that uh we would just it was just going to end up being yeah. a little bit more rocky in there than so, we would have liked. And we were trying to get our friends into their site, and it was getting dark, and finally it was very dark. And uh, it was it ended up being just they were uncomfortable even trying at that point. And looking at it the next morning, I was like, oh, it looks even worse than it did in the dark, yeah. right? So you made the right decision. Yeah. Luckily, there was an electric site available, and they went down and got that. Yeah. So, And some of the electric sites are reservable, and then others on the back row are first come, first served. So if you do get there and you book one electric site, but you decide you want to stay, you might be able to pick up one of those. And for the most part, again, I don't know, we probably could have squeezed our 43-foot fifth wheel into maybe a couple of those first come first served sites yeah. but i would still caution 
to they got their fifth wheel in, but I would caution uh, again to be a little yeah. bit on the the smaller side. If you don't know, then don't book. You know, um, but this park is great. Again, there uh, no dump station. And uh, no, water- so not again. Al- so so Oliver Lee had a dump station. I meant to say again, bathhouses. Yeah, uh, a visitor center that is sporadically open with uh, people who do not want to have to go get firewood for you. <laughs> like they are not interested, and in they it might say they're selling firewood, but they are not interested in yeah, going. Bring your. Like, yeah, but what's great is that you could have a fire there, and mm-hmm. you, your fires are within these beautiful giant rocks Stunning. which is wonderful but uh but yeah no no dump station and we had a challenge with water fill uh, yeah. because there's supposed to be a big water fill spot there was no water coming out of that so we actually had to pull <laughs> into one of those water electric sites and fill. And, and fill and thankfully there wasn't somebody in that site yeah so, so so that was fortunate but we but we were able to make it work and, and fill our tanks i probably would have showed up with a full tank of water knowing that situation yeah um but uh, it, it's just it's it's a cool spot we had we had unfortunate weather the entire time we were there really lots we did. of wind so uh, we left early and, and because a little bit of cold but uh i was done but <laughs> it was it was still beautiful and we got to work and camp within these rocks you get to climb through all of them it's sort of a no holds barred you just kind of go wherever you want through the rocks and the kids loved that and it's a blast we then drove into Silver City for dinner one night. Silver City is nearby. We talked when we visited this area last time in 2018 more extensively about this because we spent more time in Silver City. We went into the Gila National Forest, did the Gila Cliff Dwellings, all that. That's all about two hours away from City of Rock, so we didn't do much of that. But we did have dinner at a cool place called the Little Toad Creek Brewery. Uh, and generally, New Mexico breweries are pretty darn great. Uh, lots of lots of local beers, but then also lots of local spirits and a lot of them, a lot of mezcal, uh, which is wonderfully smoky and, and good. Uh, a lot of stuff in all the food and the drinks with green chili in it. I'll put it on anything <laughs> and you should eat it because it's just delicious. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was it was uh, just a, a wonderful little dinner. We didn't really spend any more time in the town, but Silver City is a wonderful town to visit if you've got the time to do more than just have dinner and go to Walmart, which is kind of what we ended up doing. So we left City of Rocks and uh, made a stop in Deming uh, in order to dump our tanks, fill, and get some heat. So uh, a little tiny RV park, nothing to write home about. There are a whole bunch of them. Only the uh, chillest guy On the strip, but very chill, um, but lots of, you know, full-time residents uh, hunkering down for the winter down there Uh, but we did eat at a little restaurant there which is camping themed called the happy camper clubhouse yeah we could actually walk to it from the campground which was really nice and they had a bunch of local brews and they they were out of like half of their menu (laughs) but it was still very very good it was a great time we met a really lovely family while we were there they have this little soccer area that the kids they kids were able to just play soccer and they met some new friends and we met some local farmers and just it was this really sort of lovely way to close out our time in New Mexico so the campground was nothing to write home about other than the guy who runs the place is a total character and there's some characters that are staying there Uh, but the proximity to the happy camper if you find yourself in Deming is definitely worth a stop in supporting that's our journey through southern new mexico uh we just had a blast and if you have skipped new mexico if you haven't visited new mexico if you haven't put it on your bucket list please do it it is really is truly a, a wonderful state where you can find lots of stuff that is just totally different than anywhere else in the country we we didn't even get to go to carlsbad caverns in guadalupe uh national park which are two of our favorites as well so guadalupe is technically in texas let's technically just, let's but, just say that now because you know someone's gonna say something but they're <laughs> so. on but they're on they're they're on mountain time i know i'm just, like, I'm just like, <laughs> i just want it clear that we understand <laughs> texas that you have guadalupe <laughs> like we get it <laughs> all right uh that's it for new mexico we're gonna take a break and when we come back we're gonna talk about our tanks we'll be right back 
This episode of News from the Parks is supported by ParkWolf, the ultimate app for visiting U.S. national parks. With ParkWolf, you can view upcoming places and amenities as you drive through the park, locate the nearest gas, food, bathrooms, and pullover points. ParkWolf's wildlife maps show you the best times and places to see or avoid wildlife, along with a feed of the latest wildlife sightings and photos from the parks. ParkWolf even makes it possible for you to view your live location and direction on official park maps while staying up to date on current MPS alerts and advisories. ParkWolf keeps working even if you lose service. To learn more, download the ParkWolf app for iPhone free from the Apple App Store today. Welcome back, and it is time to check the level of our tanks. Jason, what is in your black tank this week? Uh, my black tank is this thing. I, we may Maybe this was in my black tank before. I'm not sure. Uh, I feel like maybe I've talked about this at some point. I'm reading it right now, and I am I feel positive that we've discussed this. I'm, I don't care. I'm bringing it up again. <laughs> uh, uh, That's it, how black of a tank it is to you? Maybe I'll have a different spin on it here. Um, these things called solar generators um, that people get. Uh, solar generator is a... It's a BS term. It does. It's a meaningless term. There's no such thing as a solar generator. Uh, what they are is portable power stations. And basically, mm. it's a battery that you can plug a solar panel into with a little inverter inside. So you can, you know, plug 110 volt things in into it. And they're, for the most part, they're decent little devices. If you want to carry around some battery power to be able to plug your laptop into or whatever, Lots of campers use them, especially tent campers. They're great for that, uh, and, and they're fine. Uh, my issue is twofold. A, that they try to sell them as solar generators because they think that's a catchy term. Uh, and B, the number of different brands of them out there, mostly Chinese knockoffs, and the number of them that try to get us to work with them. Wow. So, uh, many so and I know you all have maybe gone onto YouTube and seen lots of videos of different YouTube channels working with these companies that, that sell solar, solar generators or portable power stations. And some of them are good brands. Jackery, uh, Jackery, Blue Eddy. Those are, those are good brands. Um, and, uh, but but I'm not kidding when I say we must get three or four emails a week, and it's from, always <laughs> from different brands that want to sell us, that want us to like show you a portable power station or solar generator. They're always like RV Abby, RV Jason, yes, RB Miles, <laughs> ARBI Miles. Where they, do they, they get were, this stuff? I don't they know. were really the RB people were really persistent yeah. too. It, it, they, so, they are really persistent. I, I don't want this to sound like, I mean, you know, we get legitimate contact from companies all the time that w want to uh, send us a product and, and test it out and, and show it to you. And, you know, for some of these companies, that's what this is. Mm -hmm. But the number of them, I, I hope I'm not, um, I hope I'm being very clear about the quantity of emails that we get from these is like 40 fold of what we get from yes. any other sort of type of product. And I, I don't know that what, what it is, if there must be some easy, cheap way to knock these off, but there is an obsession with trying to get them into your hands. And if it's not something that you have a reason to have, there's absolutely no reason for one. I think sometimes too, it's really um, a, a good clue is that if you can only purchase this on Amazon, if you cannot go to their website, if you cannot yeah. see their product, if you don't have something besides, here's my Amazon. We sell on Amazon and we're a top seller on Amazon. Understand that being a top seller on Amazon does not hold water. Okay. Yeah. that Those are bought. I mean, because they're, they're emailing us. Like those are, bot reviews those are bot reviews i mean there's a lot of discrepancy there um i also think you know we we probably do receive dozens upon dozens upon dozens every week and i think you know we don't come a lot with reviews of yeah. things because it really does have to be something that can be vetted that can actually be a company 
that if you were to need to return it or you had an yeah. issue with it, you'd actually be able to talk to somebody and have or, you know, get that kind of support. Jackery, but, Jackery would be a, a good option if you're looking for something like this. Yeah. Um, but these are not things that you're going to be plugging your RV into. Right? No, the sun so is not. So when they say solar generator, <laughs> the <sun. laughs> th these are things that you are you're going to plug little devices like laptops and phones and and, and, no. and lamps and stuff into. Um, so what made me what made me think of this? What made me put this in today is I just happened to be the day that I check our spam folder. Oh, boy. Uh, which, you know, we I don't maybe do, that, do that once a month or so. <laughs> and so I, the, we get mo most of these in our, our, you know, our regular inbox. But then I checked the spam folder and there were so many more. Oh, wow. I didn't. I When I said dozens so. upon dozens, I wasn't even... <laughs> thinking about the spam folder. So, all right, uh, solar generator, we're back at you again, take two. But what though, moving on, is in your fresh tank this week? We just celebrated our anniversary. Oh. So my fresh tank is as us and you for Aww. having an anniversary for us, you know. You're welcome. Sticking, <laughs> sticking together for 14 years. Married for 14 years so together. So happy for a anniversary bit. to you. Happy anniversary to you as well. It's been quite the ride as i said it's been 14 years and a lifetime to go so a lot more to accomplish still um but very proud of us for making it to 14. all right what is in your black tank this week uh so my black tank goes to the official nfl shop of the national oh football goodness. league okay listen to me nflshop.com no no i'm done i'm done with you I can't. I, I flames. I'm like Madeline Kahn and Clue. Like it's just my face is gonna explode here. So, I got an email that you could take 25% off your entire order at NFLShop.com, the official shop of the National Football League. And our two boys have wanted. We just, have three boys, but we have only three, two of them wanted this. Two, only two. Our, our two football boys really want Justin Fields jerseys. Don't nobody say anything to me. Go Bears. So <laughs> Ethan wanted orange. Henry wanted blue. They want the real jerseys. And they can be really expensive. So I thought, ooh, 25% off. That's a really good deal. I'm going to get these for the boys. So I order them. But I paid through. And this is, I, I got it. I'll give some to me, too, because I was ordering this on the fly after we had had dinner. I'd had a couple margaritas. Maybe it was, <laughs> you know. But I... Put in the address where we are here in Tucson. I was all set to check out. I went to go and pay with PayPal because it was so much easier than trying to find my debit card, credit card. And it must have defaulted back to uh, the address on my PayPal account, which is our permanent address in the Quad Cities. So these are getting shipped to the QC and I, I catch it and I'm like, oh, God, I need to fix this. So I call uh, and I get uh, a... I first off, my apologies to this woman because you know, uh, I'm sorry because I was not. I ended up just being like, I can't handle this. Um, but I'm not sorry at the same time. I must have interrupted. You're not sorry to the NFL. You're sorry, I am to, sorry the to the person whose person... job it was to carry out the policies of her employer. Yes, because I could I could feel it through the phone that she too was like, this is the dumbest, and I can't do anything about it. I must have interrupted her watching Judge Judy or something. First off, it's like all she said was hello. <laughs> and I was like, That's a good start. I was like, uh, hello. And she's like, oh, uh, thank you for calling. <laughs> I forgot to tell you that part. She's like, <laughs> and I thought, oh, no, I mean, this is not going to go good. So I said, oh, hi, I just placed an order. It's going to the wrong address. Um, I've already tried to contact UPS and they're saying they don't even have it picked up yet. There's nothing they can do about it because they don't have it. So it's still with y'all. Can I switch this address out? And she's like, you know, I can put in a ticket and in 24 to 72 hours, someone will contact you via email to tell you if that change can happen. I said, okay. Um, I said, it, uh, I said, but in 24 to 72 hours, the package might be gone. And she says, I see also that it's guaranteed delivery by November 2nd, which is today. I said, okay, how is that possible? It hasn't left your warehouse. How is it going to be guaranteed at my, at my 
house today. Well, all I can do is put in a ticket and someone will, con- you know, you'll, and I'm like, okay. Okay. I said, look, um, you know, I'm in a location where I can't really wait 24 to 72 hours to hear a decision on whether or not you can change an address for me. Can I just go ahead and cancel this order and I will reorder the products and I will make sure that the address is right. And she goes, I can put in a ticket and in 24 to 72 hours, someone will let you know whether or not they can cancel your order. And at this point I was like, hold up. I said, so you, I said, I said, I said, I'm sorry. I said, maybe I made a mistake. Is this customer support? I said, did I call the right number? And she's like, this is customer support. And I said, so what's the, I was like, what is the support here? I was like, so you don't even have the ability to cancel an order. I said, I just want to cancel it and I'll reorder it. I said, I just, I, I said, that I don't, I don't, I'm somewhere where I can't wait three days to find out whether or not you can change the address. I'll be gone. I said, so I just, I want to cancel. And she's like, she just keeps saying, I can put in a ticket and in 24 to 72 hours. And I'm like, no, I, I at one point, I, I don't know what I said to her, but at who one does po- the ticket go to? Can I talk to the I people said, that there, the ticket goes to? I asked her at one point, I said, is there anyone I can talk to here that is capable of doing customer support? I said, cause I just, I'm just, I just want to get this figured out. Cause I just, I couldn't. And at one point I don't know what I said to her, but she's like silent. And I think, or I said, is, I said, I don't know. I just, oh, I just couldn't. And so it all ends. And she's like, so you have two tickets open, ma'am. And one is for, and I said, no, no, I don't want two tickets. Please cancel the ticket about changing the address. I just want to cancel my order. I say, just want to cancel my order. I said, I'd rather just go find like a dick sporting goods, <laughs> pay an outrageous amount of money. And just at least know that if I got to return them, a human being isn't going to have to put in a ticket for 24 to 72 hours in order to tell me whether or not I can return something. It wasn't that it would be processed. It was literally, you will receive an email and someone will decide in 24 to 72 hours whether or not they can help you. Anyway, today, I didn't tell you this. So this morning, so that all happens. She says that she cancels the ticket about the, the change of address. And that in 24 to 72 hours, someone is going to let me know if they can they can cancel the order. Because I guess apparently they're like, well, if we've already boxed it, we're not going to like unbox it. You're just going to get it. And then you're going to have to return it. I get an email this morning that's like, hi, we received your ticket about wanting to change your address. And we just wanted to <sighs> let you know that we're not capable of doing that. It's already left. So oh, then I go over to UPS to try and change it. And UPS is like, we're sorry. You can't change that address. And I was just like, okay, whatever, fine. Just send it to the Quad Cities and I'll just, I'll figure it out from there. Oh my gosh. So NFLshop.com, you are not the official shop of the (sighs) NFL. Maybe you are because that is so dysfunctional. Like it does sound actually like the National Football League. So. All right. What's in your fresh tank this week? So uh, my fresh tank actually is going to jump us back to Deming because I want to talk about this thing that a friend and I went and did that night after we were done at the Happy Camper on October 29th. Deming at their like courthouse or immigration house and then like their museum, they were having um, like a ghost tour, like a supernatural paranormal, like come like the Gila paranormal investigators were leading this like two hour event where you were going to go through the entire museum. I'm sorry, the what? The Gila Paranormal Investigators. I told you this. This is their job? Well, I don't know if it's their job. They're probably Mm -hmm. just a bunch of volunteers. Okay. But volunteers? You know what? Just stop. It's fun. Some dudes with a basement hobby? No, it was not. Actually, it was not a bunch of dudes with a basement hobby. There were people of all ages. They had equipment. We were given like all different kinds of equipment. Like I had an EMF and I had to like try and see if I could like get the electric magnetic, you know, field. And and they had, we went, they had cameras set up everywhere trying to record things. Um, Some people had, everyone had equipment and we were led through the museum and then, and we were taken over to the immigration house, like and all this stuff. And, but here's why it's got my fresh tank. Okay. I had a blast. 
uh, Jamie and I had a great time. Okay, you can sit over there and judge me. I'm, I'm not a big believer in the ghosts. You don't. It's just fun. It's not like you. But let me just say, okay, Deming turned out for this event. I thought maybe it would end up just being like me, my friend, maybe a couple other people. No, there were like 50 of us from like nine to 11. We all had to be divided into groups and they had snacks. They had cider. They had cookies. They like got your money to go look for things that don't exist. I hope they had snacks. We will have to agree to disagree <laughs> on things. I am not here to... I am but one person on this earth, and I cannot make those kinds of calls about what is or is not out there. Yeah. Okay? But the Gila Paranormal Investigators can, and they do this every year. And they are very good at their job. On that note, that's it for this week's episode of the RV Miles podcast. Yes, it is. And hey, it is that time of year again when we are all starting to think about the holiday season. Can you believe that? We went out to dinner for our anniversary, which is November 1st, to the exact same place we had been to the night before, which was an outdoor mall to trick or treat with our kids. And you would never have known that Halloween existed. Christmas was was in full force. Everywhere. It was everywhere. So if you are already thinking about the holiday season and just kind of scrolling around on Amazon, please consider taking RV Miles with you when you go to amazon.com slash shop slash RV Miles. Anything you buy, just going through that link, will get a little bit of a kickback back to us and it goes right back into the business. So thank you very, very much for those of you already using the link. Also, a very big thank you to everyone who continues to go over to Apple Podcasts and leave RV Miles, a five-star review. I do not have your name in front of me, but one of our most recent reviews talked about how they love this show so much that they couldn't, but they could not figure out how to leave a review. So they went and they were Googling and they were doing everything they could because they wanted to support us so much and figure out how to leave. And I just, that is so kind. And that kind of just like effort and and community support is just exactly why we do what we do here. The community is just so amazing. So thank you to everyone who has done that. Uh, Until next week, thank you so much for joining Jason and I. Stay warm, stay healthy, and keep logging those RV miles. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.